Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Good Calls. I'm Dean Blandino, and we got a lot to talk about. Let's get right to it. As always, I'm joined by my producer, Travis Hanson. Travis, what's up? What's going on, man? How are you? (laughs) I'm good, Travis. How are you? I'm great. That's great. That's great. Joe Madrid on audio. Joe? Not so weird for Travis today. I'm a little little disappointed. That was less awkward than normal, so it is the new Travis. We're going to talk about new Travis later. But it is the new Travis. The guy's got more. He's got more going on. He just. He's just more confident. Uh, I, more I have secure. To, it's because of this show, Dean. It's because of you. You know, I did get. I did get someone tell me someone that watches the show or listens to the show, who, who met you recently and said that you're much funnier in person than you are on the show. Where is that, Travis? I guess I need to stop holding back. There you go. That's that's the Travis. Just be yourself, man. Just be yourself. Be yourself. So. Let's get right into it, NFL Week 17. It's funny that we were in the studio on Sunday, and it was kind of a blah day. There there was not a lot going on. No real controversy. The games, yeah, there were a couple of games that ended up going down to the wire, but it just it just felt kind of blah. I have to think the league office probably liked that. Yeah, because no one was talking about officiating. You had a couple of games. You had, you had Jameis Winston joined the 30-30 club, first one in NFL history, not and not in a good way. On an epic Epic interception. Unbelievable. How, I mean, a walk-off pick six to end this season. And and this is obviously a guy that is talented. He threw for 5,000 yards this year. That look at the only list. The eighth, only the eighth person to do and it. And look at the list. You're talking about Breeze and Peyton and Marino and and that list. That's a that's an exclusive list. And I think it's going to be an interesting decision that Tampa has because obviously five thousand yards. He's talented, but you got to cut down on the turnovers. Yeah, Thirty plus touchdowns is no joke either. <laughs> no question. So. You know, the the late games, there really wasn't much. The Eagles, you know, Eagles blew out the Giants. Cowboys, you know, blew out Washington. But but obviously the Eagles winning, they win the NFC East. And we were talking about there were a couple of good overturns for pass interference. And there was one in the Saints game. There, there were a couple of others. There was one in, in New England where the flag was thrown on the field initially. And for offensive pass interference on Ben Watson, it was picked up, went to replay. Miami had to challenge it. They... They put the flag back down and replay. So there were some good decisions, and we were actually talking about it. Felt like that we were getting to a a good place with this rule. It's been an up and down season. The standard has has been tweaked or adjusted, and it felt like you know in the last couple of weeks we've gotten to a pretty good place going into the postseason. 
Oh, it and, took 17 weeks to find the stride. Yeah. And then and then, and then Sunday night happened. <laughs> and so obviously this was the biggest game of the week. This was the game that got flexed. We're going to talk about flexes later. But this was the game that got flexed. <laughs> and Seattle, San Francisco, and this was the difference between the one seed in the NFC and the five seed. Um, and it goes down to the wire, and we out, and had a play – Seattle third and goal from I think it was maybe the six yard line and they throw up a pass to Jacob Hollister in the end zone there's a lot of contact no pass falls incomplete no flag and no replay review and we just line up on fourth down go for it play down to the goal line ruled short Niners pick it up goes to that play goes to review and they and they they determined that the call in the field stood, that he was down short. It was a fourth down play, and, and the Niners get the ball. But I want to talk about that third down play. It sure looked like pass interference. Do yeah. you think if it does go to review, there's enough to turn it around? Well, it's interesting because one of the things, I think the common misconception, because you heard people, you know, whether it was social media or talking about it, saying that the play wasn't even reviewed. Well, yes, it was reviewed. There just wasn't a formal review where the game was stopped and the referee came over, put the headset on, and looked at it. So the the replay official in the stadium and the people in New York are looking at every play inside two minutes, and they're looking at all reviewable aspects of all of those plays. So they did look at it, and, and they determined that it wasn't, and we've heard this, before it wasn't clear and obvious he didn't significantly hinder and now Riveron the senior vice president of fishing went into more of a detailed explanation in the pool report and I'll just paraphrase but but what Al said was that they were trying to determine if the if the receiver initiated the contact and they couldn't they couldn't quite tell if the if the defender the receiver was initiating the contact if the defender hindered the receiver's ability to make a play on the ball and that's why they they chose not to stop the game and uh, and add the foul. Look, there there is some contact, and Hollister does. You see this, especially in the end zone. You see tight ends, receivers. They feel for that defender. They try to create, you know, just just own that space on the field. And the defender is entitled to his space on the field. But I didn't see a push off. I didn't see anything that would raise the level of offensive pass interference. And then when Hollister turns and he tries to get to the football with the ball in the air. Warner, the, the, the Niner defender, won't let him. And, and Warner wasn't playing the ball. It looked like he had a hold. He had a grab of his left shoulder, certainly. And Hollister, to me, looked like he was he was affected in his ability to make a play on the ball. No call on the field. And, and they didn't determine that it was enough in replay. And again, I don't think this is a... I don't think this is quite the level of the NFC Championship game last year. I don't no. think this is... But I do think it was past inference, and it felt like an opportunity to for the league to make this call, and and it would almost have almost justified the rule in in a way. You know, at the, this is this is the the type of play that the rule was right. put in for. Right. I agree, and because look, Seattle would have still had to score; they would have had the ball first and goal from the one. There was you know maybe fifteen seconds left, so they would have still had to score, and we've. And we've seen that's not a gimme with Seattle. We've seen that before from the one yard line. But but the thing is, their chances of, of, of winning that game go up if we get that call. And uh, yeah, it's just it's a crazy, crazy deal because you can have an you can have a week where everything goes right. And literally on the on the next to last play of the of the last game of the year. <laughs> and that's what everybody's going to talk about. Do you think? I mean, they they got to the one the very next play, right? And then 
Carol had that. You know what well, happened? No, 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 that, that was, was before earlier. that. So the so the delay game happened before. Oh, that was, yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. So the delay game, and obviously, look, the Seahawks took a delay of game, and that and, was and, and, what was that all about? Well, Pete, I think Pete owned it, and it's just like it was just a personnel deal. They were they were they were they had a pass to the one yard line. The clock was running. They they spiked the ball to make it second down, and then and then there was some confusion, and and you see this sometimes. Sometimes. And players tend to do this when they spike the ball to kill the clock. It's almost like they feel like it's a timeout. It's not. The play clock starts immediately, and you have 40 seconds. And it felt like they all relaxed a little bit. And obviously, they didn't have. You know, I think there were some issues with the personnel group that was yeah they had no backs to be in, on. Yeah, it was supposed to be in the game, and they took a, a delay of game because, you know, they they were out of timeouts. That's that's look. That's on that's on the Seahawks, but. But again, this was this was a big play in in that game with the obviously a third and goal and, and no call made, and uh, again, the league obviously felt it wasn't enough. It's it's interesting. It's just one of those plays where I felt like if you make that call, there isn't a lot of people crying or, or complaining that it wasn't pass interference. I really think that 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 making that call, um, and you wouldn't have had this type of controversy. Obviously, people in San Francisco would have been upset, but but right. I think that. I think it's not what we're talking about today if they make that call. I feel like if, if they make that call, you kind of right the wrongs of all of the calls they missed all season long without changing any of them. This is the last one before going into the playoffs. You kind of have a clean slate going in. Now it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Nobody really even knows. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it casts that shadow yeah. of doubt going totally. into the postseason because we were even saying it on in some, you know during the early games on Sunday that it felt like we were in a good place. Yeah. And now, you know, there's some doubt. And there's 11 games left. And you've got you've got the wild card divisional, the two championship games, and the Super Bowl. And I think the future of this rule is I mean, it may it may have already been decided. Who knows? But I think it, it I think it really is going to hinge on these next eleven games and and how this plays out. And 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 we'll see. And and you know, in talking about the playoffs. And we saw it was interesting, the matchups, and we, we've got, obviously, the matchups. And I was talking to Eric Shanks, the president of Fox Sports, on Sunday, and he was talking about, you know, what, what the, the network's preference would be. And this was obviously before the, the, the NFC East was decided. And, and obviously, Eric, you know, he said, listen, if 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 Dallas is in, then then obviously we want Dallas because love All them, or, love love them or hate them they yeah. they 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 rate the the highest and and obviously they're going to draw in any time slot and it was interesting to hear eric say that and then also talk about you know what matchups would have been would have been intriguing for fox and he mentioned the four or five matchup which we now know is seattle philadelphia that that would have been an interesting matchup and also the time slots where where he said that this the late sunday time slot is the preferred time slot but you could have teams like Dallas, like New England, that can carry the the Saturday late time slot, and uh, and you know, and I think you know what we've seen, and, and it's a combination. The league looks at those time slots, and they look at the networks, and uh, and they get input, but they ultimately decided, you know, and and Travis, you can kind of run down what what the matchups are and what the you know we kind of figured that that Buffalo Houston would be the early matchup and on Saturday is. that it felt is, yep. it felt like that you know it felt like that AFC well, it seems like the AFC South matchup AFC always South. falls in there those teams just aren't as exciting don't have as many uh, they own that possible. time slot yeah. they own that time slot but I, mean, I think that's going to be a good game I do I, I think that's going to be a really good game and I think you know and then you look at the late Saturday game night Saturday is, night is, is, is Tennessee is New England yeah, and yeah. and having both AFC games which is a little bit unusual having both AFC games on on one day, and this is the first time, Dean, since two thousand nine, since the Patriots played on Wild Card Weekend, and they have yet they've never met made it to the Super Bowl. 
it, when they've been in the, when they haven't had a buy. And I think that second. was other than San Francisco, Seattle. I think that was the biggest storyline coming out of Week 17 is totally. that Miami beating New England, New England not getting the buy, and so now New England's path to the Super Bowl is is they have to win two games on the road to get to the Super Bowl. And uh, it potentially plays out as a, a Tennessee matchup at home and then going on the road to Kansas City and yeah, Baltimore if those teams win out. That, those are two those are those are two, two out of three tough, teams they've lost to tough matchups. You know, but again, we can't you can't ever count New England out. No. It's it's not but but they do have a much tougher road. And then, and then you look at you look at the matchups on on Sunday, and and we have the early Fox has the early game, which is Minnesota and New Orleans, which all the memories of that matchup. Obviously, you look at you the know far pick the 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 so many so many course. plays, and then the the the, the, the many what was it the uh, the Minneapolis miracle, miracle Minneapolis miracle. Um, and so I'm sure. What's the over under on how many times we see that play during that game? Probably four or five. I think I'm going. I'm going four five. And a half. Four and a half. <laughs> I'll take the under four and a half, and then, and then we get the Seattle Philly. And how about Philadelphia? What and what an unbelievable! I feel like Carson Wentz is the only healthy player they have on 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 that roster that that is a starter. It's, I saw a stat that yeah, totally. They they have so many injuries at the skill position. I saw a stat that he's the first quarterback in three consecutive seasons to throw. 30 touchdowns, 30 or more touchdowns and seven or less picks. And and that's incredible. And he has there's some ridiculous stat where he's thrown for for over something, you know, 4000 yards and he doesn't have a no 500 a, no 500 yard, yard receiver. receivers. It's unreal. It's insane what they've done and the job that Doug Peterson has done. Um, with Philly all, fans wanted with him out injuries, a month ago with all the injuries that they've had. <laughs> and and so, again, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. That's how the league and, and the networks work through the, the, the schedule and the assigning of those games. And uh, and, you know, let, let's shift gears a little bit. And let's talk about let's talk about how the officials get assigned to the postseason. You know, you were we were talking about it. And Travis, you asked me about, you know, we got the playoff matchups for the teams. How do the. How do the officials get assigned to postseason? Um, and it's an interesting process because unlike the teams, right, the officials, there's no wins and losses. They don't – It's and so they're, they're evaluated throughout the season. And, and that's where people say, well, they're not held accountable. Well, they are. They're evaluated throughout the season. And it's actually – they're evaluated in comparison to their peers, so at each position. So there's seven positions on the field – and you know you have referee, umpire, down judge, line judge, field judge, side judge, and back judge. So, seventeen crews. You have seventeen referees, seventeen umpires, etc. And those those seventeen officials, you're evaluated over the course of the season, and then the league looks at okay, our our seventeen line judges, and they put them into tiers. And there's tier one, tier two, and tier three, and it's based on a combination of their grades, their calls, the calls that they make, their act, they have an accuracy percentage, so the number of calls that they made, how many are correct. There's things called no no calls. So so if if Travis is responsible for for a, a hold that was not called and should have been called, then he gets a no call, and and all of that goes into this percentage. And most of them grade out, you know, in the ninety percentile, percentile, but they're evaluated that way, and the top. Officials in that in that position group will will be in the first tier, and then they look for a a cutoff point and a significant drop, and then you get your second tier, and then your third tier. Your third tier are officials that did not make the standard. There's a, there's a minimum performance standard, and your third tier officials 
who are in that standard, who are below that standard, they do not get a postseason assignment. Okay, they're done. They don't get an on-field assignment. They don't get an alternate assignment. I'll talk about alternates in a second. So they're done for the year. They're notified. And what happens when you're in tier three, now you you almost enter this kind of um, remedial program where where you you're gonna you're gonna basically get extra help to try to make you, you know, see what your deficiencies were, where you can get better. If you're in tier three for consecutive seasons, now we start to get into, okay we might need to let you go. And and I think that's what you typically would see. I know when I was there, if I had an official who was in tier three for consecutive seasons, and I didn't think that that official was going to make the jump to get out of it, then we just cut ties and we moved on. Um, and and it's one of those things. And, and that happens every year. Now you get your, your tier two officials. That's where those officials are going to work your wild card round, your divisional round. And your tier one officials are going to work Super Bowl and championship games. So you want your best officials in those games. And there's been a lot of discussion about the the concept of keeping the crews together. I was going to ask you are, you, are you in favor of that all-star kind of crew or you like keeping the crews together? I'm I'm in favor of, of a hybrid. I'm in yeah. favor of, I, I think, I like the continuity. I like the crew that has worked together all year. I, like, I think communication is is better. I think you get that familiarity and and that helps. Um, but I also think that on every crew there are some officials that are better than others, and on some crews they know where the weak spots are, and they, they almost they almost like account for it. And and so what I what I would never like to see is to have the crew that rated the best, but you have a a say a, a field judge that was actually the the sixteenth rated field right. judge out of seventeen, and I'm going to have that field judge in the most important game of the season, and you just worry about that. So, so I think I think you the crew concept is good, and then you have to if there's somebody that is just not up to the standard, then you replace that person, and from somebody because you can have somebody that is just one of your best officials, but because the crew didn't grade out over the course of the year, they're sitting at home. And, uh, and, you know, it's not, I don't think there's any perfect answer. I, I do think that, and even in this all-star and I hate to say all-star, right. but even in this individual base system, you will look at, and I'm sure Al Riveron and his crew will do the same thing that, that we did when I was there is that you'd look at, okay, here are the officials that we've got that we're going to assign to these games. Let's look at let's look at and try to put them together based on who they work with this year. So I've I have a referee and an umpire that were on the same crew. Let's put them together, or a line judge and a field judge who are on the same side of the field. Let's put them together so you can create some of that continuity, yeah. um, or or at least you know you know continue that that continuity with um, you know within that individual base system. And look, they will. They will go through. So what they're doing is tomorrow will be a sprint. Tomorrow they will Monday. they will evaluate Monday. That's right. Monday. They will evaluate um, all of the Week 17 games, and then they'll start to put together. They have a pretty good sense through Week 16. And typically, because of the time crunch, Week 16 is where you say, okay, it would have to be something significant in Week 17 to really change you know, uh, uh, where these officials are in terms of tiers. And so they'll finalize all that and they'll put together the crews and they'll start notifying the, notifying the wildcard officials on Tuesday. 
and notifying the clubs that are work who you know who are playing those games. Then they'll do the following week. They'll notify the divisional. They'll have championship, Super Bowl, and so they'll have a spreadsheet and it'll have all the officials, and uh, and then they'll start notifying people. So it's just it's an interesting process. And, I have a question for yeah. you. Do they know throughout the season where they're ranking? And no, they don't. No. They don't get and they don't get a report every week. They used to years and years ago. They used to get a report every week where they ranked. And to mm-hmm. be honest with you. They would, it would change how officials officiated because they knew like going into the end of the season, okay, I'm the third rated side judge. Okay. And the top three are eligible for the Super Bowl. And if, and they knew that. And so going into week 15 and week 16, they officiated differently. Some officials would officiate, they would, they would be less likely to throw the flag because that would draw attention to themselves and increases their, their potential to get a downgrade. And that's why it was important, at least when I was there, to not – I don't want officials worrying about grades. I, I want them f- officiating the game and not officiating differently because they're worried about making a mistake that's going to impact their postseason assignment. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know. That said, they do – a lot of officials do keep track. It's just something they do. And, uh, you know, I hate that. I was always a big proponent of I want to get away from the grades. I want to get away from that system and just teach and make sure the officials get positive feedback and they know when when they make a good call and when they make an incorrect call. And uh, But, again, there's so many different things that go into that because you have to have, if you want to fire an official, you have to have a paper trail. You have to have the evaluation because the union will challenge it. And uh, it's not it's not a simple process, but that that's going to be you know you have a staff of 125 officials. Not every official is going to get a postseason game. Now there are alternate officials. There are three alternate officials. Wildcard divisional. Um, there's there's three alternate officials, and uh, and I believe championship went up to five, and and Super Bowl is five. And so you have those alternate officials at different positions. That if an official does go down. With an injury, you can get you you have somebody to step in. Whereas in the regular season, if an official gets hurt, you just don't have the bodies. Um, you have to go to six official mechanics and and adjust. And you obviously don't want that to happen in the playoffs. And you have the people to do it, so you do have the alternates in the in the postseason. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk college football playoff. A lot of controversy. Clemson, Ohio State, not so much LSU, Oklahoma. Next on Good Calls. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, we're back on Good Calls. More energy in this segment. Sound like you're a little uh, down. Did you guys go out? So Saturday, let's talk, what happened let's there? talk college football. Yes, Saturday, <laughs> we none of the games were on Fox. So Joe and I went, we went out. To I watch got the, the invite. Games. Don't worry, guys. I just Travis didn't. was invited. 
We needed an SWG, but he he was not I able fam- to. Attend. I went family. We had a good time, and you know, first game LSU Oklahoma, not a lot. I mean, LSU just. I mean, Joe Burrow obviously going to be the number one pick. The Bengals are going to take him. Eight total touchdowns, seven Incredible. passing, ridiculous. One rushing touchdown, and he. I don't know. He what he played three and a half quarters. It was crazy. He had all those touchdown passes in the first half. So they look they look ridiculous. There was early in the game when it was still close, there was a pretty blatant missed pass interference on LSU that was not called. And uh and obviously, you know, had that been had the, I, I think that's one that would have gotten overturned in the NFL. And then there was a, a a flagrant, I thought it was flagrant targeting call that wasn't called on the field. Replay I thought did a nice job, stopped the game and added targeting. And uh and the uh Oklahoma player was disqualified. But let's talk Clemson, Ohio State. So we actually went out and we were in an Ohio State bar and it, and it was a lot of fun. And we were doing, I was doing impromptu, impromptu rules analysis for the for the fans at at the bar. This and is true. And every time there People was... People would pay to see that. Stuff. Every time there was a... Any sort of a close every, call. Anytime a close call. The whole dude, bar would look at me. And I was single. And I would put down my white claw. And I would make, <laughs> you know, I would I would explain what was happening. And so there were, there were four reversals in the game. And, and there was, you know, one early on a catch. Ruled incomplete. Reversed. The hand touched down in bounds before uh, the feet touched out of bounds, and I thought that was good, and we had some good discussions about in college, the hand does put a player in bounds. In the NFL, the hand does not. It would have to be a forearm, a shoulder, an elbow. So that that was a good overturn. Then J.K. Dobbins, touchdown ruled on the field, reversed, went to the ground, ball hit the ground, came loose, good, good overturn. Went Ohio State fans didn't like it, but I think they understood that one. Then we got into the two that were controversial, and uh, and it was you know OSU they were up in the second quarter, they were up sixteen nothing, and it was a third down play, and 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 they they were going to get off the field. It was an incomplete pass, but Sean Wade came in, hit Trevor Lawrence, lowered his head, initiated contact with the crown of his helmet, replay stopped the game, added the foul in replay. And uh, and the 15 yards automatic first down. Clemson continued the drive and scored their first touchdown. And obviously they came back and won the game. So it's a big big call. I I thought it was targeting. I, I did. I thought it was a good job. You know the college rule the way they define crown a helmet is the area above the face mask. It goes 360 degrees around the helmet. I thought Wade came in, dropped his head, initiated forcible contact with the crown. So. Lawrence, whether he's in a defenseless posture or not, if you initiate that contact with the crown of the helmet to any part of that player's body, it's a foul. And I thought I thought that was the right call. And uh, and that was the one. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts or your energy is still. I don't know why your energy should be low, Travis. You didn't do anything on Saturday. I was busy with my family. How can you I say? You are so just busy with my family. I thought it was a – I mean, I liked it just, as a targeting call, personally. Yeah. A lot of people seem to – I mean, you said – in the bar, that's literally the rule by definition. That's that's targeting. It is nine one three is that rule, and 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 I think when you, I think we all have this idea of the crown of the helmet, and and for many many years, the crown of the helmet is was is always you think about spearing, if you go back, and it's the top, the very top of the helmet. You see the button of the helmet, but the the NCA rule defines crown. Like I said, it's it's above the face mask and it's three hundred sixty degrees, and they really want to. They want to 
encourage players to to come in head up when possible, you know, or get the head off to the side. Yeah. Not always possible, but look, that was a free run at a quarterback, at a stationary target. Okay, this was not a receiver who's who was airborne and then coming to the ground or moving. That was a stationary target, and the onus is on the defensive player to keep the head up or get the head to the side, and he didn't. And, it, and it's a tough call, and but it, it was the right call. Now we get into... In the third quarter, this was this was the one everybody's talking about, and they're going to con- continue to talk about. And this was Justin Ross. Clemson has the ball. Justin Ross ruled a catch fumble. Ohio State picks it up. They go for uh, a touchdown. Replay comes back, looks at it, and and I mean we're at the bar and we're surrounded by Ohio State fans. When I saw it live, I said, and Joe, you know, I said, "Wow, that's quick. It feels incomplete. It was really fast." And that's where we get into that time element. It was fast. Watching it in real time, it happened quickly. And then, so I said, I said to the group, I said, "Wow!" It, it initially it looks incomplete. Then they started showing the replays, and and then I when I saw the replays, I said, oh, "I'm not so sure," because he got control. He took several steps. He started to bring it into his body, and this is the biggest this is the deal we're talking about on field in real time and then replay slow motion and it can look a lot different and because we can slow things down we can see things that the human eye can't see and can't process in real time and we were able to see in replay that he had control he took several steps and he pulled it into his body before it came loose. I did not see enough to overturn it, and I said that. And when I said that to the group, the entire bar cheered like I had made the call. They were nuts. <laughs> they went nuts. They were, they were cheering. I, they were buying me shots. Like yeah. it was. They were all super excited until and then. And then Dun, dun, dun. Then the referee came on the mic and said, "After further review, it's an incomplete pass." So I went from. I went from the Hero. penthouse to the outhouse, not happy. That's kind of how it goes on Twitter too with you. Exactly. Yeah, give me my shots back. Whistle. There was there was a couple of Clemson supporters that were that were happy. Yeah. But again, such a. I was surprised. I was surprised they were. That, and that was just a big, big play. What was the adjustment made at halftime? Because it looked like Ohio State was dominating them in the first half, and then. What? Yeah, I think Clemson and Travis, you you've been like the, the whole Clemson, Clemson guy. thing, and they won the they won the title last year, and they no one. You should just always get a chance to defend if you're still undefeated. They what have they won twenty six, twenty nine games in a row or something? Yeah, they, and they've been impressive. People say they haven't played anyone, but, like, but look, I, I liked what Sweeney said after the game. It's something along the lines of you can you can prepare for our tape, but you can't prepare for our hearts. And I thought that wow. was awesome. That is, that's, I love so that. You. I love that. That is the right? most Travis that is so you, Travis. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have but that I bet tattooed people have, on your back. You I might. I might. People probably have hair on their neck standing up after I said that. <laughs> They're fired up, I bet. You know what, Travis? You are, okay, you, <laughs> you are, you might be, you're entering, you're entering Ray Mendez t- territory. I, I don't know who that is. So we watched, we watched during the, okay, during the Holiday Bowl, um, because the game got out of hand, ESPN was running this special on Ray Mendez, who's a oh, high yeah. school football coach I who do was remember. born with no arms and no legs. And this guy's the most inspirational 
human being I've ever witnessed. He's he has no arms, no legs. He's drawing up plays for his team on his phone with his with, mouth, yeah. drawing up plays. And I'm going, how could you possibly if I played for him, how could you possibly be down? How could you possibly right. come out of the game and go, oh, this guy's, you know, this he's this guy's There's be- no this guy's beating guy. me. I can't coach, it's too tough. Too tough? <laughs> you too tough? Look at me. Let me tell you about too, too tough. tough. You want to hear about too tough? The guy was playing, they were showing him as a kid. He was playing the piano. He learned surfing. football surfing. He learned football playing Madden. He has no arms and no legs. He's playing Madden. The guy is how you could possibly not be inspired. And it made me feel so down on myself because yeah. I was literally like, Ray Mendes could do my job and do it better than me. He could. He could literally do it better. And Twitter than me. would agree. And Twitter would agree. And this guy. So no one would ever question him either. You are entering Ray Mendes. Yes, you are. That's great. That, that, guy's, that guy's a true inspiration. Do you just have like motivational quotes all over your walls at your house? You no, but they're, the they're, they're in mirror. the vault, though. They're in the vault. I'll pull them out time to time. Can you give us some? We've, yeah. we've got it. You know, <laughs> we've got we've got a couple games left. We've can we get a top red three? Box bowl. Can we can we get some, you know, top three motivational I, I, I SWG quotes? I, I don't know. You guys put me on the spot here. I don't know that I can pull them like that. All right, but, but anyway, the other one I gave you know was what? great. Let's just say they're going to talk about they are. Look, Clemson. And I'm happy to see that they're going to play for the champion. They, uh, I think, yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, and I would say watching LSU, you would go, wow, you know, LSU is going to, going to smoke them. But hey, Clemson is, they're, they're proving that, you know, don't count them out. They can, they it look like they were done 16, nothing like Joe said. And, uh, but people are going to talk about that. People are going to talk about that call. Obviously, look, it's the third quarter. Ohio State did come back and take the lead. And so you can make a case. So many things could happen, but it's obviously a big play when you take away a touchdown like that. Let's um, let's shift gears and talk about NBA replay. And this was, this well, was Christmas like day. Christmas Day. This was the most right. This is the matchup. This was everybody was talking about Christmas Day, Lakers Clippers. This is the battle for LA. The oh, battle God. for oh, and Joe's a Laker fan, and the Clippers won, so he's upset. But I thought it was interesting because we saw this actually in the NCAA championship game between Texas Tech and Virginia. And now we've seen in the NBA where Patrick Beverly, LeBron has the ball. The Lakers are down. Beverly guarding LeBron. LeBron goes up to take a shot. Beverly blocks the shot. The ball goes out of bounds. Look, in the history of, of the game before replay, that ball is out on the defender. It just is. It's just the you and I yeah. can't see that. He initiated the contact. He went up to block the shot, knocked the ball out. It's Lakers ball. In the history of, of basketball, it's the schoolyard and wild. That's definitely out on a hundred. Yeah, you get blocked. It's your ball. You get it back. And what, what happens in wild? Is it like when you're playing, are you playing? Where are you playing? Who's playing? What, how do you officiate? What's going on in the, in the wild? Well, you're you're still playing in gyms. You're still playing okay. in outdoors. You're you're dealing a lot of wind factor in Wyoming. I love putting, I love putting him on the spot. <laughs> I love you really adjust, like you adjusted your seat and was he like, did. I'm he gonna got, go. He got his shoulders he's back. Like, he's all nervous. Like, like, they like, gotta talk about what's gotta, happening right now. Oh no, he's a, he's calling on me. It's like the the, the kid in school <laughs> oh, didn't study, and then the teacher's like, Travis, can you uh, can you answer how that uh, you know who did the War of 1812? How did that start? Yeah. So. The thing is, and and here's the thing: in the history of the game, that's out on the defender. But 
Because now we have replay, right? What happens? We go slow motion, and we frame by frame it, and the the ball after Beverly hits it, it's still touching LeBron's finger, and he's actually the last to touch. And so it's happened in the national championship game. This is now where we are. And and you have a, a call that's made throughout the game one way, and then because we're in, inside the last two minutes, now it goes to a review. And it's just interesting because even LeBron was in his post-game he was comments. He was not happy. He's like, the ball, like, I just think the ball, he blocked it, he hit it, and the ball was out on him. And we, we go slow motion. And it's the right, and look. He got it right, though, so. It's the right call on the court initially, and it's the right call in replay. Right? But it's the wrong call in our hearts, Travis. It is, you know what, Joe? That was very Travis-like. It's, it is the wrong call in it, our hearts. It sounded good coming out of your mouth like that, too. I like that. You know? Thanks, bud. That was good. Appreciate that. It offsets, are you guys, it offsets, as, it as fans, are we okay with this? As fans, are we okay with As a fan, I, I don't mind the right call being made. If it's and, out on you, it's out on you. That's fine. Yeah, I, I like it. And you're, but you're, okay right. with, you're okay with, in the first quarter, that's going to be Lakers ball. Because it's not going to go to review. No, it should all. It should always. There should be a standard. But wait, but now how we're gonna we're gonna review all out of bounds? And now then don't now, review and, out of bounds. I don't know. It's, well, exactly. This is the I'm asking you well, the tough the, questions. The two points in the first quarter count the same as the two points in the fourth quarter. Exactly. But in all sports, we always like in the NFL. We they should be the able to stop. They should be able to stop it and challenge it. They do have a coach's challenge, but I don't think they can challenge out of bounds plays. Well, I, I feel like if you brought in some kind of sky judge, but this as well, like you, you have a sky re- judge. I know, you, you, have, you just about the sky judge all day. You want sky judges in, in all sports. Yeah, like why can't you just have somebody on the sideline looking at the replay and they look at it and say, well, it was off this guy. Let's, it's their ball. Let's move on. You went, did you, you did you like buy skyjudge.com? You're ready to like just <laughs> monetize you got, You're thing. invested in the sky judge technology. I'm just hoping maybe there'll be a job for me down the road somewhere as a sky judge. Always you know? about you. Oh, <laughs> swear to you. Just you, thinking about you got to think about five years down the road, Joe. You know we're gonna we're gonna take a break and then when we come back. We're gonna talk about the new Travis Hansen next on Good Call. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, we're back on good calls. Let's go inside the queue. And, you know, the weekend that was, we had we had Friday, the Holiday Bowl. Sunday, NFL. We've got a Red Box Bowl on Monday. So a lot of action in the queue. But I don't, I want to talk about the new Travis Hansen. 2.0? Nothing, nothing new. So I just want to talk about, like, he's just been, again, so he brought up the whole, I'll, I'll, Pull a lawnmower on you. What's the correct start up the lawnmower? Start up a lawnmower on you. Okay, so we talked about that last week, and then and there's just he's been dropping in 
things about like all these purchases that he's yeah, made. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, so Travis, why don't you tell our listeners that you purchased a new vehicle? Yeah, I got a nice deal on a lease of a Santa Fe, um, Hyundai Santa Fe. It's it's not the nicest car in the market. It's the nicest car I've ever owned. It's 2.0. It's got a turbo got in a it. Got a turbo in it? Yeah, so, leather so seats, drops, panoramic, panoramic sunroof. See this? It's wow. cool, yeah. So he just, he just, drops, just like, excited. he just drops the whole, like, a oh, turbo, you know, <laughs> Santa Fe turbo, right? It's not as, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same, like it's not like a Porsche Turbo, a, but but it's yeah, still it's, it's not a Porsche or a Tesla or a Range, but but you know, but for Travis, it's, it's a standard white okay, guy. But he car. starts talking about that, then <laughs> he's he's showing up like he's buying new shoes. He came in with new jeans new on today. So, but wait, if the people that know me know that this is the time of year I get new clothes because people buy them for me. No, it's it reminds me. Here's my, my theory. Here's oh, my theory. I love it. This is my okay. theory. <laughs> Travis has gone. Travis has gone Breaking Bad on us, <laughs> and he's cooking meth in, his, in an RV. In his and his RV, he has this. He has where he lives. He's got this big driveway, and you can put a lot of cars. He has an RV, and he's cooking meth, and he is now a meth dealer, <laughs> a la a la Breaking Bad. And he's got Great all show. this. He's got all this extra cash, buying turbos and and all this stuff. <laughs> now he's he's talking about talking about you know starting the lawnmower up because he's got these. Mm-hmm. I got to protect know, my family. Exactly. I, I've got to tell you the best, Travis. So today <laughs> yes. we're we're it's between games. There's a oh, long boy. walkway in the in the studio. And we're walking <laughs> down, and I hear Travis behind me, and I turn around. He comes running up. He's like, look, man, my new shoes. And he like stops and slides across the floor. <laughs> I swear. I go, dude, can I can you do that again so I can record that it and show it's yeah. He's like, no, it was like a seven-year-old kid, dude. That. He was sliding across the cement floor. It was great. Well, I always jog because we don't have a lot of time in between um, in between commercial breaks or, or when uh, the games go to half. And, and that's why I always jog. And those floors in that studio, they were <laughs> slick. So and the new shoes were slick. The new Travis. So Travis also talk about, so um, talk about your worries. So the difference when Pereira's there and I'm there. And, and just, yes. I don't want to talk about Yes. It. Don't worry. So, Pereira, MP doesn't listen to the show. Pereira doesn't nothing, listen. No, it's nothing about Mike. It's people at Fox here. No, no, no. <laughs> don't worry. So talk about your worries. That Okay, let's talk about the environment when Pereira's there and I'm not, right? Which which doesn't happen very often, but on college football, there's been some Saturdays where Pereira has taken the late games. When Pereira's there and I'm not, what? give me the difference in the environment. The environment's just quieter. We're watching the games. We're talking about what what we're going to eat for, for dinner, what, you know, if we should order in food with Mike and, and, and we're talking about him wearing Uggs and we're kind of laughing about that. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of quiet where it's, it's more, it's more like business to the, it's the the adult table. Do you ever worry about HR coming in and asking questions? It's the adult table. I, I don't want to talk about that. It's the adult table. So, so now when I'm there, what is it like compared to? Mine? We're talking about all kinds of topics. We're, we're you're always you're always quizzing us. Like, hey, come on, give me something here. You're 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 keeping the energy in the room high, which is which is great. And and the the amount of topics we discuss are are endless. And and it's fun. We 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 open up our it's minds. More fun. It's the yeah. kids table. There's a lot yeah. of gum, hot tamales, and M and M's. The amount of candy that Dean ingests is is incredible. No, no, he doesn't ingest it. He's uh, well. He th- eat those the are just the hot tamales, tamales yeah. and the Mike and Ike's. Just eats the outs- outer shell. Yeah. I mean, and it's... and so I I joked before we started. Um, well, I was like, yeah, you know, you know, anytime you're there, I just worry the next person to come up the stairs is going to be HR or our boss to say we're <laughs> shutting this whole thing down. <laughs> You know, you, you, some of our Goldie, how about Goldie? Goldie's like, hot mic, hot mic, Go, hot mic. <laughs> <laughs> the mic's on. So we have Goldie we know, in, our, we in, in my ear. He, he, he 
he's the tech and he handles the audio. And so he's like literally, he's like the angel and the devil on each shoulder because he's just in my ear and he's like saying things like, he's always like saying, you can't say that. That's not PC. And then he's like, yeah, say it, say it, say it on the other <laughs> side. And, but it's more fun when I'll just say it, Travis, it's more fun when I'm there. It is fun. It's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely fun. It's, it's, it's more fun. I'll, I'll give you that. Thank you. Wow. That was so hard for you to say. And, and it's all, it's in, it's the, all in the, the trust best was tree. today. Yeah. Today, Goldie got back on the mic and he goes, did I miss anything that would offend anyone? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so good. And you know who else has become, and there's a group of guys that work with us and, and they're all former or current officials, but you know who really is becoming one of my favorites? Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Shout out to Nelson Bay right now. I know he's listening. Uh, he's one of our, he's one of our devoted listeners and he has become one of my favorites. He's great. Nelson's great. He's just starting a, start a commercial for honest. Keurig. He's been yeah. in a curry commercial. He wears these like cool hats. He comes in. He's very like demonstrative. He's funny. He's and I and I um I didn't want to. I didn't tell you guys this earlier, but one of you two, I'm going to replace one of you two with Nelson on the <laughs> podcast. So so what? you guys are oh, going to you guys need to. Step up your game and see, well, you know, who's going to, who's going to make it. Well, I hope, I hope Nelson knows how to edit in Adobe audition. So we can, we can, we can export that out. We, the, we don't, oh, have, we okay, don't have a problem. Okay. So, okay. I, I, the other thing, what is, what is the, so I have here non-flex, flex, this happened in the, yeah, in what the, is that? What is flex, weird flex? Well, I, I had never even heard the term flex oh, before. Oh. We were teaching Travis what flex meant. I, I heard it before you guys said it on Saturday, and I got called out for a weird flex. because was What like, was his flex? <laughs> yeah, it was a weird flex. <laughs> I had never heard the term before, and this 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 girl I work with in, in my department, she's like 24, so she's, she's, she's really young and has all the lingo, and I don't have that because I'm the old man of the group, and... And I said, oh, I'm really good at picking out the uh, the C's chocolates because, uh, you know, I always pick the good ones. And then I said, well, I said, well, because I eat any of them, it doesn't matter. And she's like, well, that's a weird flex. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like a it's like a like a brag type. Yeah, thing, yeah. Right? I, I got that after yeah, the fact. And I was like, it's a weird <laughs> flex. This is always, yeah. Travis does have a lot of weird right? flex. Keeping it, <laughs> keeping it weird. Keeping it weird. <laughs> Even with the 24 year old girl who brought in C's candy. Yeah. I don't. Take, I always pick the right one. I hope you like dark chocolate with cherry in the middle because that's what that one is. <laughs> well, for, it, it was all started because my boss is like, "Oh, Trav's really good at picking out the the good ones." I'm like, "No, it's because I like all of them." Like, it's but you did, Joe. You said that I'm good at I'm good at the non flex flex. Yeah, you, you're great at like whenever we're talking about something, you'll be like, "Oh, uh, you know." Jerry Jones is a good friend of mine. I was talking to him the other day. He's like, that's you, name dropping. I don't. But name that's drop, a flex. But I don't name but drop you, like no, that. No, but you do it in a very non name drop way because we all know you really do know all those people pretty well. So well, it's I'm just never, telling a story. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not. Which and, makes us think about what's the what's the barometer? Where does the standard the standard person like the the, the, the celebrity the, the celebrity? So you have scale. the A list. Yeah, the scale. You have the okay. A list, the B list. Dean's worst. We think a C list. I, I think I think I'm I'm I think I'm C list. I do. So, I think so you're to C-list. me, to me, it's A certainly. 
That's your that's your Clooney, your you're Brad Leo's. Pitt, your Leo, your your Oprah. You know that that that's your A list. Everyone's gonna know who that is. Okay. Yeah, everyone. Your grandma my knows mom who it knows. Is. Like, yeah. Then you have your B list, which is kind of like next level. But you have people you're like that, I've seen that guy in something, but I don't know what. That's, but but even that, no, yeah. even like no, a B list, no. more of a C. Yeah, that's okay. more of a C. Most people know who B lists are, but it's not like a universal. There's thing. gonna be like old people who don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But let's come. Who's a good B list celebrity? Um. Um, what about uh, what about the guy who's in that new show on Fox Deputy? What's his yeah, name? Like yeah, like that guy. Um, Stephen Dorff. Yeah, Stephen Dorff. Dorff. Dorf. 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 Okay, he's a B. He's a B. I'd say even like a Russell Wilson. Not everyone's gonna know. Yeah, B-list yeah, a lot of sports sports guys, guys, maybe. Sports yeah. People, yeah. So C list is the one that you go. What did I either? I know I, that dude I know from somewhere. I went to high school with him. Did I meet or, that guy at the Whaler in yes, Venice, or yes, was he in yeah. a movie or commercial? That's that C-list. D-list is all of your... D-list is basically your reality shows. Got it. Like, that's your D-list. Now, you can jump to, like... Unless like Jersey Shore jumped. Yeah. yeah, Jersey Shore, yeah. they jumped at some of these. But your majority of your of your reality, to me, are D-list. Because I don't know... We're not going to know Pam from Temptation Island, even though Joe will. I, do I don't know, know Pam. that. Yeah. I DM'd her. What did she, she say? She didn't respond. So <laughs> this is getting weird. And then, and then, so then we said is that's your celebrity scale. A through D. A through D. After that, we determine, I think there's, there's a, there's a letter and, and I think it's G. Everybody is G. Everyone starts general. with G. Everybody starts G. G. G for general. That sounds G good. G for general. Everybody starts G. You don't become a celebrity till D. Now there's E and F, which I feel like. Both of you guys are somewhere in ENF because you know enough celebrities and you 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 run in some circles like you're Travis, you're friends with, you know, we work with Michael Strahan and Harry Long. We're friends with them. You're friends with with Nate Burleson and these other people. So I feel right. like just for working in the industry. Exactly. So yeah. I feel like the E and the F are for people that have. And something cra- don't you're some crazy is going to happen for you to get to D. Yeah. But you're in that EF range. He's gonna I'm start ready a lawnmower to... on somebody, and it's gonna go on. No, YouTube. see, I don't want. I don't want to get famous that way, and I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get in. The yeah, scale but what if it's like somebody like trying to rob an old lady's purse, and you start a lawnmower? Oh, oh okay. Hero. viral. The viral the SWG hero. started the Travis, a lawnmower on a robber. If that happens, though, <laughs> seriously, if that happens while you're while you're pummeling yes, the guy, you, you have, have to say. say Lawnmower. You made me start a lawnmower on you. Yeah, you, I never wanted to do this. Yes, <laughs> you you have to. Okay. <laughs> I may set it up. I'm going to pay somebody <laughs> to rob an old lady near you, and you have to say lawnmower because that will go viral like nothing is going to viral. We'll jump over D. We'll just file this under something that's be, never going to happen. It will happen. be a dance. It will, be, it oh will definitely God. be a dance. Can it you imagine the lawnmower? Him walking down Thursday. Oh, my God. That's, that's, the, that's lawnmower the lawnmower guy. guy. That's the lawnmower guy. You, Dude. Please. This is your shot. <laughs> please. Yes, it'll happen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right. It's not happening. What else? What else happened? What else? <laughs> I don't know. We talked well, about we talked we talk oh, about ultimate frisbee. Like Joe came up with this random question. Like okay, oh, well we yeah, met we, some, were at, we met some Ohio State ultimate frisbee players. Players is that players. like a club sport or yeah like yeah so. it's club sport yeah. They're yeah, at our they table. Don't, they don't have. They don't. They're not. There's not FBS. So the way that it got started, is, I, I don't know. The way that here's the way it got started. We have a friend there. I look over. Seems and, like a game where you play when you're after smoking weed. He's got a napkin, and there's like geometry written all over this napkin with a pen. And I go, "What are you doing?" 
I'm doing math trying to figure out this kid's telling me that you could pour four and a half beers in a Frisbee. And I go, there's no way that you could fit four and a half beers inside a Frisbee. I'm ready to walk across the street and buy a Frisbee so because we were at the beach to see if you could actually do it. And the kid looks me dead in the eye. He goes, I'm on the ultimate Frisbee team at Ohio State. I know. <laughs> I was like, all right, then I'm not going to go with the Frisbee. Screw it. Because I was ready to put money down. Like, hey, there's no way four and a half beers are fitting in here. Do you think that's like their well, initiation when that. you join we're the ultimate that. Frisbee team? Is like, you, you have to chug the entire yeah, Frisbee, There's definitely bro. a term for it. There's a term for it. So the like, interesting gotta, part like, about the ultimate the Frisbee. frisbee so I, I started asking this kid about ultimate Frisbee because I had no idea. I thought he was talking Frisbee golf. This is like that's football golf. with that's a frisbee. frisbee. Yeah. Okay. Frisbee. Just for people who don't know. The kid tells, so I go, like, what, what are the officials like? Apparently, it's self-officiated. There's no officials. That seems like chaos. Absolutely. Can but you how, imagine? Did, how did they decide calls then? So you basically, you call your own calls, and if they disagree, they basically debate and until one person taps the out. Debate, like, you literally go, okay, dude, you win. <laughs> All right, fine. You are or, or if there's no, if a stalemate, just do over. You got to do the whole play over. There's certain people over. that you just, like, you have friends, you grow up, you can all think of your buddy who's like, I don't want to get in an argument. Okay, you can have it, dude. But he you said just he was it. explaining, like, they'll literally, like, point, like, my foot was in and point at the mark yeah. on the grass and the divot, and they'll have these long conversations, and, and somebody will be like, all right, fine. And or, in my mind, I'm just sitting there thinking, this well, I was supposed to have SWG dinner after the match, but I guess I can't go now. If this was a, a, a ghetto sport, there would be fights nonstop. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, oh, that's, that is SWG. Well, yeah. It's the ultimate Frisbee. But I feel like, I've Dean, there might played. be an opportunity for us here. Like, what if we started training start, refs and Ooh, started like an officiating yeah, group for the ultimate Frisbee? These kids, got, some some kids all got money. Create some replay. You know, that's a shot right there. Just give right. me a I'm surprised they don't televise that. We were watching well, some crazy I'm stuff I'm surprised Travis Saturday. didn't say, you know, they should bring a sky judge into Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> you know, there's a, maybe it'd be a fly judge. Just, just, oh, just wow. fly a drone over the top wow. of the game. Look right here, guys. The sky judge says he was in bounds. Yeah, I think we could do it. All right. That's, that's what I think. In and out. All right, let's go Brandon okay. Blandino. All right. So do it again. All right, let's go inside the brain of Blandino. You're not going three billion and O fighting women. Okay, so all right. So this was a friend of mine that was like big, big into MMA. Actually, got his black belt in in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and you know we used to watch UFC all the time and Pride, and he used to make ridiculous comments, like ridiculous. And he's a big dude, and he would he would mess a lot of people up. But his one thing was he was like. In a in a sanctioned match, not like a street fight, but in a sanctioned match, he would never he would not lose to a woman. And if I and I'm like, dude, there's over three billion women in the world. You're not going three billion and oh. You're not. Like I'm sorry, you're just not. Somewhere there's someone that can kick your ass. I don't know. I no. kind of agree with him. No, see? And my friend, I'm not going to name him, is kind of a douchebag. And you're a douchebag. <laughs> I'm not a douchebag. I actually was going to ask if it was you because you do jujitsu. You have you just got a new belt. And I know, but I'm I'm not a okay. If you're a big guy, you're a black belt. Have you ever did anything with a black belt in jujitsu? They're amazing. I understand, but I'm you're not going three billion. Okay, and first oh. of all, let's quantify that. You can't have three you billion have fights three billion. in your then life. Don't, right. Then don't make the comment that you can beat up every woman. <laughs> but in what the if world. he said I could fight a woman every day and never lose? No, he's, for the rest of my life in, in a not. We're talking about a sanctioned match. Yeah, it, that he I, would not lose to a female fighter. 
I would probably agree with. I that. don't. I disagree. Do you think How we'll ever see he? the day where we have an MMA he's like fight against no, a woman? Never and a man? Gonna, who's going to beat him? Somewhere there's a female who knows some crazy shit. We know who all the best and are. Would beat his ass. I'm sorry, you're not going three billion to know. I'm with Dean on that. You're not. Okay, we so know either. who the toughest woman in the world is, so we we could actually quantify. No, this. we don't. No, we don't. We Amanda know. Nunez is the yes, best. Yes, Amanda right now. Nunez, but she's fighting in the UFC. We don't know all the. All the people in the world, just because we think that who's the pound, John Jones is the pound for pound best fighter in, in, in the UFC. We don't know in in Thailand or in Russia or in all over the world somewhere that there is. If you're a better somebody. fighter than that, wouldn't you be fighting professionally? No, absolutely not. We don't. That, not why, everyone they don't want to be a fighter. Break, those breaks. They don't want to be in the UFC. There's some dude out there dipping corn dogs in the batter who's the, could kick John Jones. A hundred percent. Did you? Did you? I'm sorry. Did you see if you saw our friend Shane Faison, if you saw Shane in a bar, would you think he could kick your ass? No, no, no. But he could. He's like 5'10 and doesn't look like anything. I don't even think he's that tall. No, yeah. he's like 5'8", five five eight, eight. if that, yeah. on his tippy toes. But that guy is And crazy. he's like 100 crazy and, what, 50 pounds? No, I think he's 165. One, yeah. But again, he's not the baddest dude in the world. He's going to fight. I understand that. There's a million people out there who don't, don't look like they can fight. I, I fight. Don't. That's such a, it's, I'm sorry. All right, douchebag friend, I agree with you. <laughs> yes. From one douchebag no, to another, not I'm with th- you. You're not going through a billion and no. All right. All right, that's the show. This has been Good Calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and Instagram at Dean.Blandino. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Rules Podcast. And be sure to rate our podcast on the iHeartRadio app and on Apple Podcasts. Good Calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.